Anna, ciao. We are live on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast, connecting with you and Jerry's middle finger. Calcio fans, Italian football fans all over the world. Oh, we're going to get to Jerry. He's got so many reasons to vent today. I was watching uh, Lazio Udinese. I was only able to catch from the 70th minute on, and they went into 10 minutes of added time, so I watched a good half hour of it, and I'm not a Lazio supporter. I'm certainly not an Udinese supporter, but I, I was depressed on Jerry's behalf. So we're going to let Jerry vent a little bit. Uh, we also, our special guest who's pinch hitting, because I, I thought we were bringing uh, Joe Fischetti on from Fortsinopoli Pod. I think he may have had a scheduling conflict. We'll bring him on another time. So pinch hitting, one of our favorites, one of the top Interisti out there, the great Mario Galliano, Mario Sweatshirt. Mario, welcome in. Thank you so much for taking the time. How are you? Going on. I'm doing good. You know, bing bong. What's up? <laughs> Happy to have you, sir. And of course, <laughs> bing bong. Bing bong. I am Alex Tejano. And of course, alongside Jerry Mancini. And Jerry, he's he's rocking the Lazio jacket. He's rocking the crest. Uh, this, this has been a tough week for Jerry. Uh this new Twitter CEO is an egomaniac <laughs> taking away for, for reasons I will not understand. I cannot understand. Took Jerry's blue check mark away. And that means something, man. I mean, for, for those who are in the blue check mark mafia, people treat you better when you have the blue check. Like I, I, I recently had a, a travel planning dispute with Disney world and like, no, no joke. Yesterday I waited on hold. For 90 minutes to talk to a representative and he refused to or claimed he couldn't help me with my issue i decided to send a direct message on twitter where i have a check mark to disney guest services and they fixed my problem in three minutes so i'm telling you man they, they treat you better when you are part of the blue check mark mafia and for reasons no one will understand they took jerry's check mark away yesterday and then today Lazio, oh Lazio, they're down 2-0 against Udinese. Then they're down 3-1. They come back to take a 4-3 lead with an Acerbi goal. And we're thinking we're in like the 98th minute. And we're thinking they got there was a lot of added time because we had multiple red cards in the game. So a lot of added time. 98th minute, Udinese score a game-tying goal on basically the last kick of the game on a crazy free kick. And I feel I feel miserable on Jerry's behalf. This has been a tough week for you, man. How are you holding up? How are you holding up? I'm I'm good. I'm just watching a 56 yard attempt by New Orleans, and they just missed. So Dallas, the Cowboys take over on a on a good field position. But I, I'm good. And you know what, man? I, I'm sad that just frustrated. Actually, not sad. I'm very frustrated. I think that's the word where. They came back and they were really resilient in the second half, but the way they conceded the final goal was just disastrous. I don't know how you let that, how you let him wide open and and in defense too. Pepperina is shit. The, the, yeah. the, I'm sorry, guys, he's shit. What? Why um, is he still um, playing? What I don't. I, he's a backup. I, I'm okay. Okay, when he can come in as a backup, as a starter. I understand. If Jerkosha doesn't start Sunday, there is an issue here. There is something very wrong because the first goal, he was so slow to react. So slow that he should have made that save. Regardless if Beto gets the shot off, he should be aware of what's going on. Like, he doesn't come off his line until he's already attempted the shot. 
Um, the last goal, yes, poor defending, but Rena leaves the left side wide open. Why are you why are you shifted all the way down to the right and giving that space for for Toglan to score? Like you're giving right. Udinez a chance to. Why to, are you to... shifted all the way down to the right? Oh, are you watching yourself over there? No, that that, that was me. I uh, I ex I accidentally opened <laughs> accidentally opened the YouTube video and then I tried to close it. It's but but um yeah, it's it's frustrating. There's there's so many holes with this team that the back end has now finally been exposed. Everyone's I saw a tweet online where how did, how did Inzaghi kind of perform with this team? Well, it's simple. He never played Patrick. And Patrick never played against the bigger teams. That's true. Like that's, well, that's what, just... when he, he played like what like a half against Inter last year, and it was it was disastrous. Yeah, like he he comes late into games. He's never started against the top seven teams. He's always been a sub player, and we've always played with a back three. So we've always had yeah. Luis Felipe, Acherbi, and Radu. And, and I'll say that for the most part under Inzaghi, they have been very good. Like there, there's no denying that those three have always been Inzaghi's go-to players, but as has been the case with Inzaghi, now with sorry, there are no backup players to to kind of step in. And and what's frustrating was why did Patrick start over Stefan Radu? Like I know that I called him out earlier in the year against Bologna, and he was very bad, but he did have to play beside Patrick, and and he. He made his first start this year in a back four. So in defense, as reactionary as I was at that time, you have to also take into consideration that Radu hasn't played any, hasn't played at all this year. Now today, coming off the bench, I thought he played really well in 41 minutes, and that's when it kind of changed up the game. He should have started from the beginning over Patrick, especially after the performance that Patrick put forth against Napoli trying to think like he was uh, Maradona with his no-look pass and getting brave against uh, Insigne slash Mario Rui there. Like, just everything yeah. that he did, I don't know how he was able to start. And, and for and – for, sorry to say yesterday that his only mm-hmm. option at right center back is Radu. It's kind of – it's kind of silly because you, you should take a, a chance on Radu on the right side, even if he plays left. Just, just something different because – Radu's stronger. He's taller. He won't get outplayed. As a center back, Patrick's too small. He's just too small to play at that position. Um, so that, that's the only the – two, the two concerns I had in this game was Patrick playing, and I said before the game, and I know Mario commented on it, is why Pe- Pepe Reina starting again. And I said it, 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 I said it before the game, and it happened. Like, there was a sequence where – he runs off his line, Pepperena, and he's chasing the ball. And fortunately, a Cherby makes a brilliant block with his back to prevent Udinese from scoring. Like Rena, yeah, okay, I get he's good with his feet, but who gives a shit if uh-huh. you're if you're good with your feet if you can't stop the ball? Yeah, You've conceded exactly. eight goals. And I, and I saw a stat. I think it was like ten shots on target, eight on uh, eight and. Eight have been conceded in the last two goals versus Lazio. Just like, just dreadful, man. Like it, it's just all all around bad, and the back line needs to be addressed in the transfer market. It's it, it's everything, and 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 another thing is, may, 
maybe Savage can't play with Alberto in the midfield. Maybe maybe Sari was right about something where I know you have the two best midfielders in, in football, or, or not the not the best, but you have two, two, two of the best in Italy for sure. Two of the best, say, and they say, oh, people are calling Sari out that you 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 as a manager has to figure out that you have to make Alberto and Savage play together. Maybe they they were perfect in a three five two under Inzaghi because. He allowed Alberto to play more higher up the pitch in that attacking role behind Immobile. And it allowed Savage to kind of be more free roam behind him and cover more space in between the central midfield. That's not the case right now with Lazio, where they they're both asked to like move up, move down, and, and they're not they're not on the same page because they're similar players who are both attack minded. Do you and, think they're do you think they're systematic kind of players at this point? Where you can't just put them into any lineup and and you know they can be these great players that you know we see in them be under Inzaghi because uh, you know or is it because Luis Alberto is playing at a position you know I, I say it's this I think Savage at the end of the day this is how I see the summer going out I think that Savage will stay for one more year I think after this season he's done like he'll stay next season I he still has a lot of time to like kind of go overseas in his prime. How how old is he now? He's 27, I believe. Okay. Alberto's 30 years old. Yeah. Coming up. He's gone. He's gonna be sold. But here's a bigger issue. Alberto just doesn't fit this system. He's too slow. He's under Inzaghi, he'd be perfect at, at Inter because he's allowed to hold the ball, kind of have that time and space, make that pass when he needs to. He is not quick on a one-two touch pass. He can't react quick enough to, to say, hey, I need to make that quick pass down the right. I need to make that quick pass down the middle. He can seize the ball over way too much because he holds it on too long. And what happens is midfields and defenders just force him and he concedes it over. He turns it over the ball way too much. Like it's just, he's not a sorry type player. He struggles to get back into defense because he doesn't have the pace to, to get back. Um, he's just cut out of position a lot. He's all over the place. And Savage, when you watch Savage play, he can get back in. He can get to the defense and help. He can get into the attack. He's he's really quick. I think the biggest thing about his game is that he can make those quick one-two one-two touches like right off the ball. And and he doesn't he doesn't hesitate to make that pass. Um he was our best player today. Uh our undoubtedly our best player in the midfield and Cataldi has struggled again as a regista for a second straight game. Kind of concerning because I thought that Lucas Leyva is not a good regista either. And your plan B is, is failing. There's just a lot of areas that are really great right now. And it's not sorry. At the end of the day, we can blame sorry all we want. And he has to adapt and he has to learn and he can't be stubborn. No, throw that crap out of, this, out of the window because he's rotated the squad really consistently this year. He's gone from games with five rotations to six. He's used Marici. Um, he, it's just, he's used Marici. He's used Lucas Leva and Cataldi in the midfield. He's used Bosic and Alberto. He went back to Alberto and Savage after being called out for many games now. Like, you name it. He's gone to Akpa Akpro earlier in the year. He, he's gone Patrick. Like, he's gone to Patrick in two successive games. Like, this is not on sorry saying, oh, he doesn't rotate enough. He doesn't try. He's tried everything. And he's done this on purpose 
in my in, in a way to show to Lotito, this is what you've given me. This is how shit my team is. Now you've seen I play with your players that you bought. Your Iglitari that freaking can't buy anything for the life of for the life of him. But I, I think that in a way, sorry, saying, okay, I got players here. You bought players. That's fine. I will play everybody, everybody that is available to me. But now he said it today in the meeting, in, in his press conference after the game. We need to get players in the transfer market. Yeah. Why, is, why is he saying that? Well, because he's played every player that has been given to him. Like, that. that's the case here. So now what are you doing to help me? I'm playing what you've given me. You're seeing what I can do with your team that you're giving me. Like, there are building pieces around. Like, you got Emmanuel Lassity, who you can build around. You got Madisic, who you can build around. There, there are midfielders. I think Cataldi is still a serviceable player, even though he hasn't been good recently. Like, there are keys here, but what do you, Lotito has to open up his pockets and say, hey, I need to spend some money in order to, like, get this going. So... By the way, when, when I when I saw our guy Anthony Privetera show up in the chat, I said I've got to get the link to our dude. So we're we're, we're and 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 I think I think Joe Fischetti might be joining us soon as well. So we're gonna go from like a barren panel to a jam packed panel. Oh man, it's so yeah. And and Anthony, we're if you wanna if you wanna say your piece, and I know you're in a completely different time zone, so I don't know if you had a chance to catch any of uh, the insane. Lazio Udinese match and I was telling Jerry and I mean it I felt gutted for him the way that Udinese after a crazy batshit bonkers game got the game tying goal at the death off of that wild free kick I felt gutted for Jerry oh man I was watching it I had two screens going I had the Man United Arsenal game going and this game going but I was only focused on the Lazio game by the end it was chaotic man the scenes that followed everybody was just in a bad mood by the end of it apart from Udinese obviously when they grabbed the equalizer but yeah if I was Jerry you know fair play to him I probably would have made up some excuse to not get on a podcast today but here he is facing the music <laughs> as always man if you're going to be a Lazio fan or an Inter fan just a Serie A fan in general at the moment you've got to be prepared to face the music either or Mario I hope you don't mind me wearing my uh, my Detroit Pistons um, drip what a oh, great I basketball mind. team <laughs> great, city, great city as well I hear <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Import the water. <laughs> what what a city, Detroit! I've actually never been there, but it's like one of it's one of the most shit talk cities in the United States. I've never been. Uh, have you ever been there, Mario? I was last there when I was like five years old. I don't oh remember. wow! What about you, Jerry? Because it's close to Canada. Say <laughs> that again. Detroit. Have you ever been to Detroit? It's it's not far. Oh, from Oh yeah, Canada. I have. Oh really? I watched the uh, Detroit Red Wings versus Tampa Bay Lightning playoff game. Okay. Literally got in and we took off. Like I didn't yeah. see the city. Like we watched the game. My buddy's like, "Okay, it's getting the it's getting the cab right now." Bang, we left. <laughs> that was uh, that was when the Joe Louis Arena was still around. That's yeah. where, that's where that place I went. Was, that place was famous, man. The Joe. Now, you know, guys, I, I want to talk about uh, big picture now in Serie A. It's amazing how the complexion of the table, even if it's still basically the same one, two, and three that it's been for weeks, just the complexion of the table has changed so much. Because, And I think back, and we have a couple of Interisti with us now in Mario and Anthony. You know, two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, 
it was Napoli and Milan seven points in front of Inter. And I remember heading into that Napoli match, the Inter-Napoli game less than two weeks ago. And as an Interista, I always tend to think of the worst case scenario before the best case scenario, right? So the thought heading into that match, and, and it's appropriate now that, that Joe joins us because, you know, unfortunately for him, he was on the other side of it. And, and Joe, just to get you caught up, I'm just talking about how, you know, the feeling near the top of the table, even if it's the same one, two, and three, it's just the feeling has changed. Things have tightened up so much because prior to Inter heading into that match with Napoli, I'm fearing the worst case scenario. If Inter lose that game, they're minus 10 on Napoli. And if Milan had won that same day, they didn't. Inter would be minus 10 behind both Napoli and Milan. And now, you know, three match days, including that one later with the midweek game, uh, Napoli are still atop the table, but only now two points separate Napoli with Inter, with Napoli being one point ahead of Milan and now one point, uh, Milan being one point ahead of Inter. So things have really, really tightened up. And and I know, you know, for Joe, and I'll introduce you on, on this note, uh, Napoli's midweek match was was kind of a wild one. I know that Sassuolo, Sassuolo are like a bogey team for Napoli the same way that they've been for Inter. And you guys maybe didn't necessarily expect to take three points, but it, it, I'm sure you were gutted, though, to be up 2-0 and then drop two points the way that you did. So what's your feeling on the table and the current situation at Napoli? Because there are a ton of injuries now, unfortunately, as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yeah, it was a weird one with Sassuolo. It was one of those games where had you asked me before the match if I would have been happy with a draw, I probably would have been okay with it. But the way it played out to dominate the match, essentially, at least be the better side for about 65, 70 minutes, and then to have the the complete disaster that happened after that, not just in terms of the result, but in terms uh, more worrying for Napoli fans in terms of the players that we lost, it's very concerning for for Napoli fans. I mean, to lose, we, we came into this match playing without uh Osman and Angisa, two of our key players. We ended this match without Insigne, Fabian, and Koulibaly. That's five starters on this team. So very concerning there. We'll see Koulibaly. We already know he's out probably until January. Um the other two guys they're they're saying we got to test and see how they do, but I'm not terribly optimistic. I think Insigne is probably okay. That was more of a precautionary change, but all of a sudden you look at the table and like you said, all three teams and, and you would you can even add Atalanta into that mix. They're yeah, only five points right. back when we play them on Saturday. If we lose that match, it's four it's a four team, four horse race, right? Yeah. So uh pretty disastrous final twenty minutes of that, that match for Napoli. You yeah. know what really happened to that game? One Jesus happened in that game. <laughs> That's we know that all too well. You could have literally put anybody else on that field and you would have won that game. I can guarantee that. Yeah, we were kind of stuck, though, because Costas Manolas was not necessarily a better option these days. Oh, yes, he is. I think he is, to be honest, yeah. but he was ruled out of that. He Anyone. wasn't squad because he had some stomach issue. Uh, he basically had the runs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so Manolas was... You know, Juan Jesus was the only guy, and so far when we've used them this season, I played a goalie over him. Yeah, well, he's been not bad when we had to use him, but uh, you know, he got beat on that goal. So, what can you do? That's gonna happen. 
Yeah. But you know what? Even Koulibaly got beat on the first goal. So yeah. sometimes even some of the better uh, players, they can get beat too. It's just the... Uh, I would say, if anything, fa- the loss of Fabian hurt us more because we couldn't keep hold of the ball uh, when he went out of the game. I'm a I'm a very big Fabian skeptic. Um, I, I'm in a few Napoli chats, and I'm always telling. Uh, how, how are you in a few Napoli chats? I'm the biggest Napoli fan there is. Don't you worry. Secretly, he is. I really am. I mean, I, I know, obviously, I know you're an Inter supporter and you are a Palermo supporter, but I, I don't know how you Trojan horsed your way into Napoli chats. This is surprising to me. Well, I, made, I made a slogan. I'm the biggest Napoli fan. I ran with it and people oh believed God. it for six months. You know, you don't remind me of the, the guy uh, who I love. I know that a lot of people who hate hate him, but uh, the big show who's like an, an Inter troll. Number one. That, that dude, number number. he is the number one troll. But he always like anytime because everybody does these spaces on Twitter. I hate spaces because like I feel like every time I log into one, people ask me to speak. I just I want to fucking listen. Like I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be a co-host on your space. I just want to freaking listen to your space. But like you know, people always do, and and he will always like sneak on to like a Juventus space, Milan space to troll them. He gets blocked from all that. Like, I, I think the guy's an elite freaking troller, but he doesn't. He clearly does not do as good of a job Trojan horsing as Mario does. He's he's up there with me though. We're in we're in some of our group chats together. But, you know what? Fabian is a he's a hit or miss guy, but this yeah. season Angusta has allowed him to play a lot better. I think it's it's more Spalletti's directing him in a better way than Gattuso did because last year he was very slow to make decisions and he would always make uh, a negative decision rather than uh, an attacking or positive decision. So instead of playing a through ball to, to Osimhen making a run, he would cut the ball back and go back to a center back on a counterattack. Like, that's the kind of player he was, and it, it bothered the shit out of me. But this year, he's he's actually showed that he's capable of running that midfield. And maybe it's Anguisa helping out. I think that definitely helps because he, who did he have last year? Bakayoko and Zielinski, and that's a little bit of a, of a weird mix. Anguisa balances that a lot more for him. But Fabian... He's been finding himself in those attacking spaces a lot more often than now, allowing himself to actually take a lot more of those, those, uh, you know, those curling outside the box chances that he's been really phenomenally hitting. So I, I've, as much as I've hated on him, I've been the number one hater on him. He's been really good this year, and I, I've had to shut my mouth. So I think losing him was is huge. Um, but the biggest thing for me is for Napoli is they absolutely need to buy or loan a couple center midfielders because you, you can't go into the second half of the season with six center mids in and you play three as uh, three center mid formation. Um, there's just there's just not enough uh, juice in there to to go Anguissa, Zielinski, and, and Bobby on every single game after game after game. And not rest them, and, and not expect them to get injured. And plus, when Luisa comes back, you lose him to African Cup of Nations if he even makes that. Um, so you know, it's 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 really Napoli's playing with fire right now, and they need they need the backup more than anything. Like, sure, if Fabian gets hurt, if this was Inter, they have four or five guys on the rotation already that you could just throw in. Sure, you're not going to get the the Halkanoglu or Barella influence, but Gagliardini's proven that he can do just fine, whereas Napoli has Elmas and 
Lobotka and them have Lobotka. actually been pretty good. So believe it, I mean, everybody, a lot of people who don't maybe watch Napoli as much think of Lobotka from last season, overweight. He's been good this year. Too much. But he got in shape in the offseason, and when we had to play him the first couple of games before Angisa came, and then the last couple of games, he's actually been really good. So that's been not bad. The issue, though, again, has been injuries. We lost Lobotka mm-hmm. early in the year, then we lost Demman, now we lost mm-hmm. Angisa, Fabian, so... I mean, it's hard to go out and buy players when you're, especially when you're getting these muscle injuries that keep guys out for three, four weeks. Is it really worth the investment, especially in January when everyone's prices are inflated, when we're going to get these guys back relatively soon? And you know, De Laurentiis is just not going to do it. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I think it's one of those things where you're in a situation where you can't just rely on on the set few players because you need to have that backup. Uh, like like Inter yesterday, they have they ran out of center backs. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, sure, we have D'Ambrosio who can play, Imarco can play, but a true center back, Ranocchia's out, DeVry is out, you know, you're playing screen yard, uh, you know, uh, Bastoni was hurt, I, I probably said him, but, you know, it's for them, it, it, it's makeshift and it works, but for a team like Napoli where you need that, those extra players, I think to spend the 30, 40 million extra that you would on, on a couple players, it'll benefit them in the long term. For for the scudetto push that they that they hope for, but even to stay afloat because the top four, top five is going to be so competitive this year. You know, you you brought up uh, Gagliardini, and that, that's a good segue because I wanted to get Anthony and Mario's take and, and Joe and Jerry as well uh, on uh, Inter's victory against Spezia yesterday. Obviously, not top competition. It's a game they should have won. They took care of business, but I I have to give Gallia credit. And listen, I he is in no way an elite midfielder. Some would argue he's not inter quality, and I've I've he's frustrated me enough in recent years, and I'm sure I've made that argument as well. But never count out Gagliardini when you're going up against a relegation type of side, especially for whatever reason, teams from the Liguria region, right? Because he he terror he terrorizes Genoa. He terrorizes Samp. He terrorizes Spezia as well. All the Ligurian teams get terrorized by Gagliardini. But the thing with Gallia is you always know with him the effort is going to be there. That's never in question. He always gives a 1,000% whenever he does play. He, he does not have the skill or the finesse to shine against top half of the table type of teams. He just does not – in that sense, he's not interquality. But when he's going up against bad teams, relegation-type sides, lower table type of teams, provincial sides, you know you're going to get his strength, physicality. He's got great fitness, right? He's going to be running for 90-plus minutes. So he – and he seems to, as Jerry pointed out on Twitter yesterday – he seems to come up with at least one really nice goal per season. Like, like I didn't know he could have a touch like that, like a first touch on a cross. And he scored you know, a very nice goal yesterday. So, like, Anthony, I know that a lot of people on Inter Twitter were freaking out, you know, an hour before the match when they see Gallia turn up in the starting 11. But I hold on. I said, wait, let me – who are they playing today? Spezia? I'm okay with Gallia starting. You need these players have to get some minutes throughout the season and whether they're class or not Gagliardini has now been here for how long he signed in I think it was Spalletti's uh I think the season before Spalletti yeah it was was January transfer window the season before Spalletti 
Sweet. So he comes in from Atalanta uh, just before Spalletti comes in. And he's gone from being a starter in a side that had to qualify for top four Champions League, you know, bare minimum for a club like Inter, but still something that needs to be worked hard, very hard to, to be attainable. And we accomplished that two seasons in a row. Then he's had to work under the regime of a coach who would indirectly say to him, you're not good enough to start by giving him a lack of minutes under Conte. And he's, he's a player who is a part of that those core leaders who don't need to represent us on the pitch every single week to show the value for the badge. Like the, the, the inter badge is a heavy badge. Let's put it in the context of, context of football. And Gagliardini, Ranocchia, D'Ambrosio, Darmian, you know, even Di Marco now is going to become one of these players that won't see the field as often as he should. But if they're not inter fans, they've become inter fans in the time that they've been at the club. Now, you're asking Gagliardini to put in a decent shift against Spezia. He's in his fifth season with the club now he's won a title Gagliardini he's gonna he's gonna get the job done for you against the relegation side the problem comes is when you need to start start a player like that consistently and we haven't had to start Gagliardini consistently since Antonio Conte came into the side so all forms of judgment and criticism towards Gagliardini are reserved because he's doing exactly what we expect him to do as the fourth or fifth rotational midfielder come in and get the job done against the Minnow side and go back to being a vocal, amazing presence in the dressing room and on the bench. And by doing that, you will see more minutes for this club. What do you think, Mario? I think uh, Gagliardini is the perfect example of a role player. You know, uh, we talk about backup players all the time. And you know, like I said about Napoli, Gagliardini, you put him in against the teams that you need to rest, the Barala, the Shalhano Blues, the Brozovic, whoever, you you can give them that sort of break for a player like Gagliardini because he's not going to kill you. Like, sure, you can make all the memes in the world. He's the worst touch. He's useless. You know, you can say all those things, but he gets, like Anthony just said, he gets it done. He scored eight goals in his last 12 against, sure, relegation-bound sides, but in the grand scheme of things, you need three points every game you play. And if he's able to get it done – in a game against Genoa where he's going to be influential, a goal and assist, uh, you know, and put in even if it's just a good performance where, you know, he gets a, a 6.5 at a 10 rating, you know, what else can you what else can you ask from the guy? It's not like we're expecting him to to go in against against Juve and boss the midfield or, mm -hmm. you know, go throw him in the Champions League and expect him to, you know, have a, a masterful performance. We're, we're literally putting him in to, to, to just as a relief. And he excels. You you literally can't ask for more than that. Um, like him and DiMarco. DiMarco, I'm I'm very reserved on. I'm not a fan of his. Yeah. Uh, I think he does things very well, but uh, you know, people want to say he's the set piece master, but really he's not really done that much on set pieces. So I, I don't really know where he fits into that lineup. You know, I, I think I, I, th I think he's probably a, a, a backup, um, ideally. But I think he might even be a better left center back than left wing back. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think that might be a better role for him. May, maybe if he was on a team with a back four, he might be a better fullback. But I, I, think, I think left center back, to me, I think that's better for him than left wing back. Yeah, for sure. Like he's able to do that uh, bastoni makeshift kind of role where he's pressing forward. He actually gets a lot higher than bastoni does, surprisingly yeah. enough. But I mean, that's because Spezia play with literally eight men on the top of their eighteen. So 
you can throw Handanovic up there and you're not going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's it's that type of game where you can't really judge the players unless they absolutely fuck up, which nobody did. So you can't fault them. And, yeah. and you know you need that depth. And like I was saying before, Napoli needs someone like that. You can't play Fabian 38 games out of the year and not expect an injury. When, and speaking of uh, of Inter midfield, um, these really going back to the Milan derby. So what about the last four games? Hakan Chalanolu has has really been impressive. Um, you know, I know that, uh, and, and you you know he's been good when the the trolls on Milan Twitter have been pretty quiet for the last three weeks or so. And listen, his his time to stink up the pitch may come again. I'm not I'm not here to tell you the Hakan problem is solved. This guy is going to be putting because you could say in the, about the last four games he's had like man of the match caliber performances in about three of the last four matches. He's been really good. So I'm not saying he's found permanent consistency, but I give credit where credit is due. He has been excellent. And and to me and and tell me tell me if you agree, Mario. I think that ever since. He scored that PK right in front of the Curva Sud against Milan. I, he's been brimming with confidence ever since. Milan's like the bogey team for Inter players that just need that lift. We saw with Ericsson, he hit the free kick, became a new yeah. man after that. We see right. with Chalhanoglu, just a penalty, the littlest thing. I mean, not a little thing, but, you know, he was able to just jump in there, cool as, as a cucumber, hit that, hit that penalty, and then continue on and, and put on a shift where he was – one of, if not the best players on the field, consistently after, because we always see with him, he puts in a really good shift. We get excited. I get excited all the time with him. And then all of a sudden, the next game, he goes missing against uh, Cagliari or something like that. You know, it's like, but I feel like he's growing into the Inzaghi system. He's he's transitioning into that center midfielder that, that I've always said that he hasn't been um, mastering yet because – He's originally an attacking midfielder playing behind the Zeko kind of thing, which we saw in the first game of the season. It looked excellent, but mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to play in that position and he's been figuring it out and he's even contributed defensively. Uh, I think I saw he's had like 10 interceptions yesterday or something like that. Yeah, so he, he did play. look. I noticed that on the defensive side. I didn't look at the stats, but I, I know just he stood out to me in that sense. Mm-hmm. So he's becoming a real two way player that, that, Inzaghi has to rely on because uh, Brozovic is, is being Brozovic. He's one of, if not the best defensive midfielder in Italy. Don't quote me on it, but quote me on that. Because he's he's what makes Inter run. And and when and he plays good, Inter plays good. And, you know, we've had a couple games where we had to take him off and, and figure it out. But for 95% of the season, he's been the guy where it goes through Brozovic. If you can't take Brozovic out of the match, we're going to win this game. Right. possibly comfortably yeah and, and i was i was really actually glad uh in yesterday's match that but could take a rest because he he just he's looked dog tired i mean the guy hasn't had any breaks between the azzurri and with inter i mean he's he's got the type of work ethic on the pitch where he only like he he doesn't he doesn't really know how to like actively rest when he's in there because he's always so box to box that I he, he needed to take a little time off. Uh, but you know, Jerry, I, I want to ask you going back to the big picture now in Serie A. I mentioned when we brought Joe in that uh, you know you still you, you've had pretty much the same top four slash top five in recent weeks, but it, it's gotten so much tighter 
at the top. And Joe was right to bring up Atalanta as well. I mean, between the top three, only two points separate the top three. I think five points separate the top four. And this this coming Saturday is going to be gigantic for the top four. All, all, of, all of the games in that regard are on Saturday, not Sunday, uh, with Roma Inter Saturday at noon. Well, I'm, I'm going with the Eastern times. It would be 6 p.m. Italian time, noon Eastern Standard Time, uh, but in, uh, Roma hosting Inter, which will be a huge one, uh, certainly for Jose Mourinho. Uh, Milan Salernitana, which, you know, obviously, unless there's a catastrophe, that should be a Milan victory. And Napoli Atalanta, which is going to be a huge game. So, Jerry, you, you look at now uh, the top four race, the Scudetto race. Who do you feel better or worse about right now? Because you you could say four team race, four horse race for the Scudetto. Who do you feel the most bullish on right now? Oh, thank God! Freaking games at two forty five on Saturday. It's just not some stupid Genoa game or something like that. That's all I can say <laughs> first. My God! Well, wow, Saturday stacked, eh? Yeah, sat, sat, there's January. only three games, and they all involve wow. top four, top well, five. I'm at work in the morning. Who cares? It's Milan. Doesn't really matter. They play Salernitana. There's no way yeah, they're gonna lose. Listen, that if they if they don't win that game, they've got serious problems, and I and they're at home as well. Um, I think the fact is that everyone's not really paying attention to Atalanta for yeah. how bad they started the season, and everyone forgot how much quality they 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 do have in that in that squad and the continuity, the consistency. I I, I go back to saying I know I'm gonna say Lazio, but how, how Lazio have been molded for five seasons under Inzaghi, and in their fifth season, they, they kind of, like, adapted, and they got to that, that threshold, that high level where they were able to <laughs> succeed. Um, I think the difference is, is that they have that that continuity, that strong lineup, but on top of that, they have depth. They got players that they can actually bring off the bench and, and can really step in, and that's been the case where they've had so many injuries yet they still figure out a way to either draw or win matches. And the problem was that we, we many of us were so quick to react and to write them off because, let's remember, there's still a second half to go. And, and, and as far as I remember, Milan kind of meltdown and pissed last season. So I don't see why the three teams ahead of them can't do the same, right? Yeah, um, true. It, I, I don't count Atalanta at all, and I think Napoli is in a kind of a difficult situation on Saturday because of the injuries that they're picking up. And, and it's not an excuse, but there are, there are significant injuries versus a team like like Atalanta. So it's it's going to be a difficult match for Napoli. Uh, I think that they're really going to need the crowd to really step up and kind of be that twelfth man for them. But um, before we move on from Napoli, sorry, say that Petania was one on one with the goalkeeper, and instead of going towards the goal, he ran to the, to the sideline. <laughs> he wasn't exactly one on one, he had a defender to beat as well. But uh, no, he was one on one. No one's, no one's expecting oh there was nobody in front of him. I, midfield that only the keeper to beat. <laughs> I didn't watch the game, so I can't comment. Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna send you the, the like, there's I got it, I gotta see this. But I'm not going to crap on Petania because Petania I'd rather... stinks. Okay, I'm not going <laughs> to... I wouldn't say that, man. Like, the guy... Bro, the guy hardly played the season, okay? So I'm not going to rip on him. Second Early. off, I'd rather have him over Marici. 
Third. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> third. That is true. Third. But, it, but if that's where you set the bar, that's not a very high standard. That's 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 bias talking because you haven't no, actually watched Petania play. He's a but at least like, hold on, the thing is like he, he, even if even if Petania looks like shit out there, he's still gonna score a goal when you least expect it, which yeah. is more than you can say about Morici. And he's also our third striker behind yes. Osman and Mertens. Like, I mean, how much more do you want? Like, who's who would you say is Inter's third striker? I would say Pinamonti is better than everybody that yeah, was just I mentioned. Mean, I'll, 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 don't worry, It took us this season to realize it as well. This is the first time we've ever seen him play. Alex, we've spoken about it before when he's gone on loan, not impressed. This is the first time I've ever seen him play and go, you know what? Now he's probably ready to come back to Inter and be a full striker. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Like, and and I'm I'm hoping they, uh, I'm hoping they cancel that Plus Valenza uh, investigation, you know, because because I I think they they may be looking into, you know, the exchanges that Inter and Genoa have made. But it's like, hey, at least he's playing well. He's not like Juve players that are like City and D quality for 20 million. Like at least Pinamonti's playing well now. Yeah, just saying, man, he's a different player who who kind of gets a different dimension off the bench. He changes the, the, the kind of tactic structure like he's a hold-up player he's a physical player that will give you something different compared to Mertens and and Ossiman like you, you got to remember that too if if, if Ossiman Mertens and Petania all offer the same thing what the heck what's the point of having him then you need a guy who can just do something different Jerry's sitting in the dark like Lazio yeah pretty much but by, uh, by the way just, I, just, I, so, just so Figo knows if he's curious who's on the back I'm actually wearing a Brozovic jersey circa 2018. I'm one of, I mean, I'm sure people are buying Brozovic jerseys now. I don't know how many people bought one in 2018. I was bullish on Brozo before a lot of other people were. I just saw the picture from Mario. Even if he, even if he had a, a breakaway, Batania, the guy's slow as fuck. Okay, let's just remember this. He's gonna get caught. So he still, he still ended up dribbling toward to the 18 yard box. Even that close, but I mean, the thing with Patania is, you're—he's the guy that you bring in in like the 80th minute when you're down a goal and you need a big body where you can cross the ball. Yeah, into the area. yeah he's not exactly. a guy you want to be bringing in in the 65th minute when you're defending a lead because you're going to play a long ball to Patania and that's what's going to happen. He's going to be out of gas by the time he gets to midfield because Napoli at that point were defending with. All ten men in our own third, and that's when you need an Osaman. I mean, he's the only one that, or or even Lozano. But yeah. I think Spalletti was also taking, making a calculated risk, thinking, okay, I have no players. I have Atalanta coming on Saturday. We're up two goals. Let me take Mertens off so I could start him against Atalanta, and it just didn't work out because once. Sassuolo mm-hmm. got that momentum, and and especially once they tied, there was we were never going to score another goal in that match. They couldn't cross midfield. Yeah, once the injuries happened, they literally couldn't cross midfield, and I was like, "This is real bad." And I was really Mario, I got in like, how many parallels are you making for our first and second season under Spalletti to the way Napoli are going right now, man? Like, it's almost yeah. scary. Like, I was watching the game, yeah. Jay, the other day, and I'm like. That's us versus Torino in his first season. That's literally the same game. Mario knows which one I'm talking about. That's the same game, almost to the same 10-minute bracket. Scary shit. (laughs) It really is. Like It's a shame because they have such a good team and they play so well at times. But Mm. just to bring it all together for like the full season, Spalletti just 
can't do it. And right now I, I feel for him because of the injuries and because yeah. it's really misfortune at this point. I think that's the biggest factor. Cause the thing is like, uh, I, I know that we all we all joke about the like the Spalletti January blackouts because that was you know his two seasons at Inter that was a constant I think it happened to him before at Roma as well. The the only reason why I thought this season could be different with Napoli is I would argue that this might be the purely at least one of the purely most talented sides he's coached before, right? Mm-hmm. So. Starting eleven wise for sure. Starting eleven. Starting eleven wise for sure. Yeah, I mean, may, 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 yeah. So may, maybe at times at Roma, maybe more depth. But starting eleven wise in Napoli, most talented team he's ever coached. So I thought, hey, like obviously it's not all coaching talent. There's a mixture of talent and coaching. So maybe maybe this is the team to avoid the Spalletti January blackout. It might now be a December blackout, but I'm not really going to put it so much on Spalletti because it this could end up being a blackout that's forced more by injuries than it is by coaching. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think, can I just say one more thing? I think that sure. Spalletti, everyone in the media before things go wrong, love to paint him as a gentleman, as this sort of hipster coach that's got it all together. This brother's got a lot more grinta and fight than people give him credit for. This guy will go toe-to-toe with anybody. He's not scared. Like, Napoli were having a near-perfect season. You went to, you know, but fucking excuse my language, some Slovak country, and didn't it wasn't even a bad result. And Spalletti doesn't even want to shake hands at the end of the game. Yeah. I know there was a precursor to that, but I was watching that going... There is no way you need to act like this right now. That's just you. That's yeah. just him. I'm like, uh, that's just him, man. So everyone needs to stop thinking that Spalletti, just because he's got the most gorgeous smile of any manager in the league, mm-hmm. is ready to fight, man. He'll chew your face off at any given time. He yeah, and, 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 and he doesn't care who you are because, you know, you remember the feud with Totti, with Icardi. Like, he he is he, – he will go toe-to-toe with anyone. Yeah. Like the beginning of the Napoli season, uh, the fans were, they showed up at the training and they were talking shit to someone. I forget who it was exactly. Uh, I think it was one of the defenders. And he just walks right up to the to the fans and he goes, shut the fuck up. He's one of my players. Uh, you know, you don't talk like that about him if you're, if you're a Napoli fan. Pretty yeah. much. He just, straight up. Face and to he face. did that same thing with Ranocchia at Inter when he started. Players, um, fans were jeering him at training. And Spalletti walked right up to him and went, what's, what's wrong with you guys? This is one of our players. You can't do that. Not while I'm here. I forgot. That's such a great story. Yeah. I forgot. I remember talking about it, but I forgot about that completely. I mm. think I think Spalletti's in the perfect place right now. It's, yeah. it's unfortunate, but I think he's the right man for Napoli. And I said it when they first, at the beginning of the season, when they first signed him, uh, he's going to do good things with Napoli. Next year, I think, we'll see the true colors of what he has to offer for this team, we'll see Osimhen if he can stay fit for the whole freaking season, because he's played I don't know, fourteen games in two years. It's it's absurd. Yeah. I'd love to know Joe's opinion on this. Sorry to keep biting in, Alex, but like Spalletti oh, really, Spalletti really is someone that encompasses the spirit of of a Napolitano, what it's meant to be all about. I've I've never seen an Italian coach walk out on a pitch with the jersey underneath his jacket. <laughs> Like, I saw that. I'm like, pe- people shouldn't underrate this. I've never seen this before. I know I'm not old. I'm 29, but I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> yeah, he's doing – he's saying all the right things. And a part of me is always a little skeptical in the back of my mind. You know, it's great when you're winning every game, but what happens when you start facing some adversity? Now, with the injuries, he has an alibi. But you're right. Like, from the from the very beginning, the first thing he did was he took a, a famous Napoli song and – put the words on our training pinny, Saro Conte. 
and immediately everybody loved them, right? And and he's he's making Napolitan references. Like he came in and he felt like this guy's been studying Napoli while he's been, you know, on the ranch with his horses. He's he's been looking up the he's right not- things to say, and he had the time to do it. And we know that De Laurentiis has talked to him for a long time. So you know, there were rumors last season in January that he could come in and he didn't end up coming in until the end of the season. But I think he had a lot of time to prepare for this role and not just for the on the field uh, tactics and all of that. I think also for how to manage that city, because it's not a, it's a hot city. It's like Rome. It's not an easy place to play, especially when uh, things are not going your way. So uh, before, before we close this one out, I, I want to, uh, to get everybody on the panel's thoughts on the upcoming uh, matches for their team this weekend. Uh, for Jerry, it's against Som. I don't give or... a shit. <laughs> okay, so we got Jerry's thought. For, for, for me, Mario, and Anthony, it's, uh, it's Roma Inter. For Joe, it's, uh, it's Napoli Atalanta. And I, you know, I, I see Ivano, who's a great – we appreciate you, sir. He's, he's an awesome Roma supporter that watches our show. Talking about Roma, he says, we're missing Pellegrini, Abraham, El Sharawi, Karsdorf, and Felix. And yet, why do I still feel like this is going to end up being a, a 1-1 draw? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, don't feel, I don't feel that confident. I mean, Inter and Roma, historically, they draw a lot. Um, I, I always, like, facing Mourinho for the first time since he was at Inter and won a treble. Like, yeah, you know, I was having a conversation with, with Nima earlier today. Actually, that's going to be posted on our Patreon page a little bit later. Uh, and like he he brought up, you know, a point that it's actually we're actually glad that this first one against Mourinho is in Rome, not in Milano, because honestly, him coming back to the Meazza would probably be an even bigger emotional, you know, weird thing than facing him uh, in the Olympico. So. I don't know. Like I, 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 on paper, Inter should win the match. They're in really good form. They're certainly the healthier side, a much well healthier end. You know, yellow card suspension wise, uh, they're going to have a more complete, uh, complete depth and, and eleven. So they, on paper, they should win the match. I still don't feel all that confident. I mean, I'm leaning to either draw, maybe an Inter victory. I doubt Inter lose the match, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling like dropping points here. Uh, well, what do you I'll go to Anthony and then Mario and then we'll get to uh, to a couple of the other games. What do you think, Anthony? Four dollars ten for the draw, man. That's easy money right there. To be honest, whether yeah. it's one, or, whether it's one all or two all, I know what I'm putting my cash on on Saturday night before yeah. I go to bed. Uh, in terms of how I think it'll go, you said it. Roma for me, proper bogey side. No matter who we're up against, we only won one in four um, against them under Conte, and that should tell yeah. you everything that we need to know. And, um, and it didn't lose any of those, but it was mostly draws. Yeah, yeah. So frustrating draws. I can see this one. I can see a nil law really suiting uh, Jose in this one, especially at home for him. But I do feel like at some point they are going to have to open up a little bit and go for it just for the sake of the fans and being at home. But I can tell you right now, this interside will be going there looking for three points. I think where we haven't been as clinical in the last three to four games, this will be a game where that comes to bite us. It's all well and good when you when you flunk a few shots against Venezia and Spezia and you still win comfortably. But this could be one of those games like we've had against Roma in the past that go, we should not have walked out of there with anything but a win. And we are disappointed. So I'm already setting myself up for disappointment, but I truly believe I, I'm very convinced that Inter will be the most 
dominating and comprehensive side on the day. So while a draw won't be the worst result in the world, um, I do think Inter should go and expect to walk out of there with a win. Um, also, Mario, if anybody, uh, so if anybody who's interested in watching in only a couple of hours' time, um, what's his name? The gentleman that commented before, Ivano. I'm doing a match preview with uh, Johnny from the Cultural Guys to preview our game with Roma. So that'll be nice and fun. That's cool, awesome. Well, what do you think about this match, Mario? <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun match. I, I think uh, the whole thing with Mourinho and and and, uh, and Inter is gonna be you know a fun thing to watch that, to see how he gets uh, the how he how the away fans kind of you know shouted him as the as the pregame. Um, I can see us winning. Uh, I, I'm not really sold on this Roma team. I feel like they're all smoke and mirrors right now. They have they they tried to reel people in, in the beginning of the year with Tammy Abraham and and all this and they're like oh Mourinho Tammy Abraham they won a couple games and it kind of just, it hasn't really been steady for me so I uh, I think we can come away with like a two maybe three nothing win out of this uh, I you know I'm, I'm pretty confident I think our defense has been been stellar with or without our, our full strength in the, in the back you know even if you throw a Nokia in the back there. Looks yeah. good, DiMarco. He's looked he looked good. I can't, I can't even hate on him as yeah. much as much as I hate on him. But you know, like uh, D'Ambrosio again. If you have to throw any of those three in back, they they're gonna suffice. Jerry's laughing, but he's dumb, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Jesus, who, who's dumb? You. Oh, uh, I'm laughing because you, when you messaged me about DiMarco, that's why I'm laughing. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, I'll say he stinks and should not start for Inter. But that's not the point. So I, I'm surprised you guys haven't said about Simone Inzaghi. I think that's the biggest factor here. The guy's going back to Stadio Olimpico. Yeah, but I mean, it's not time. Hold on. No, it's not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He, the man knows what the Rome Derby is like. This that's is like true. a Rome. Hold on. This is a Rome Derby for him in the back of his head. Okay, that's, that's a good it, point. Good point. He is yeah. a Lazio through and through, he's, though. He's still, really? yeah, exactly. You don't oh, just, okay. you don't, he's not an interista. not dumb. Interista. Like, I didn't, he, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, like, he understands the importance of this game. I think as much, he probably really wants to win it because of, yeah. like we just said, the history of, of between Lazio and Roma. And, and for him, it, it's a derby at the end of the day. Like, Regardless, so you, you don't throw away 20-plus years into the garbage. Like, it just doesn't work like that. So I think his approach is he's really going to come there with, with the right mindset and have Inter ready. I, I really like Inter in this game. I, I really believe they're going to win it. And, and, and especially the fact that they've already qualified for the round of 16 in the mm -hmm. Champions League makes it even much more Like they don't have to look towards Real Madrid right now. True. They can actually just stay focused on the, on the task at hand on Saturday and say, "Hey, we're gonna have to go up to Roma. We need to stay at the top of the table. We need to get our job done." Um, I'm just curious to see if he goes with Jekyll. Maybe Jekyll starts this game against yeah. his old, old former yeah. team. Yeah, and, 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 and let me counter this point by Ivano, who says he's hoping for a Zaniolo mm. goal, goal Delex. I hope we get the goal of the X uh, by Jekyll. That's not happening. But, not uh, I like Jekyll in this game. Zaniolo still plays? Ain't never seen ever, man. Mm. I, I well, we all know what a much that Jerry is, so Anthony's uh, bet on the draw is looking pretty good already with Jerry feeling so good about, <laughs> about Inter. But, I like yeah. him. 
Well, I, I don't I, know I do, I do my part by not betting on Inter games because I'm yeah. so superstitious. I, I don't bet on them, against them. I don't bet any props. I just do not bet on Inter games. Napoli and I just think Inter's in the right form right now. Inter's in good form. Like you have to, like, I, yeah. I take those things into consideration. They're in good form. The, you, you look, you, you got you, everyone's talking about Gallardini shouldn't be playing. Guess what? At least Gallardini could play against Spezia. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what you want from your subs. You want them to play the mid-table teams. I always said about Nzagi that if he ever was able to become a better manager, that's where he has to come in. Where he has to sub in and have Gallardini's come in, the D'Ambrosios. He has to have the Vecino say, just this example, and kind of beat those teams. When people are like, well, why is Gallardini playing against Spezia? You should be happy. Because now look, you got a player who is vital and rested and is ready to go on Saturday. Extra day arrest, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Like, that's where Inzaghi now has the bench to do that. He never yeah. had that flexibility at Lazio. You're right. Where, say, he had a guy like Patrick. A guy like Patrick came and played against Spezia, if it's like depending on it. So, they, they, <laughs> there you go, where it's the difference. Seriously, like, that's where I, I like Inter's chances right now because he managed his squad perfectly in the last two games. He rotated it. He knew the injuries he had at hand. Like, now, what, Bastoni ready? Did Bastoni play yesterday, no? No, nah, Bastoni also out. pulled out with yeah. Gastro as well. Yeah. He had the shits, too. Okay. So, it, but he'll probably be ready for Saturday, I would I would assume. Yeah, I, I would I would imagine yeah. so. Yeah. There you well, go. You got give, one of your uh, best I, defenders still. Yeah. I, I want like, I, I, I to uh, I, I wanna run shortly because I'm starving. I want to give uh, Joe the last word and, and say say a few words about uh, – you, you talked about it a little bit earlier with all the injuries, but what's your expectation from Napoli's match with Atalanta? Yeah, I'm not terribly optimistic. We talked about all the players that are going to be missing. I mean, you look at these two teams and they're kind of heading in opposite directions right now. Even before some of these injuries, all the points that Napoli have dropped – this season have been in the last four games. We tied Hellas Verona. We lost right. to Inter. We got the win against Lazio, which was a, obviously a big emotional game with the whole Maradona ceremony. And then we dropped points to Sassuolo. So we're kind of declining at the moment. Jerry mentioned Atalanta's form earlier. They always start slow and then they pick up and, and they start winning games. And so they're in fine form and they're actually getting players, <clears throat> excuse me, back from injury with the guys like Hatabor just came back. So, and, and Jerry also mentioned their depth. I don't recall. I mean, Atalanta have always had these kind of diamonds in the rough that they they find, but they've got so many players now with Pesina, Pasalic, uh, you know, at the back, Palomino's playing well this year. So they've these teams are heading in the opposite direction. At this point, I mean, obviously we'd, we'd love to get a win because that would uh, make up for dropping points at Sassuolo. I, I'd be really shocked if that happened. I think we'd be content with even a draw. And even if that means falling out of top of the table, we're just trying to get to the Christmas break at this point, the winter break at this point, uh, without being doing too much damage. Well, listen, well, well said by everyone. And I, I love the way that this episode came together because we originally thought it was just going to be Joe joining us. And then we we located uh, Mario and Anthony, and we made a party out of this one. And of course, it's always a party with Jerry Mancini. Justice for Jerry, you. please. The hashtag Justice oh, for Jerry. We need. I just signed the petition, eh? Oh yeah. <laughs> My blue check mark. Yeah, well, you got... Dude, I'm, I'm telling Hold you, on, you the... we need you to get Hold that on. check mark I... back. Well, what happened? I gotta tell you, what, the petition is save Lazio and Petrokosha. 
The petition is see see Lazio and place Tricosha. Oh my god! I, know who's I literally signed this petition. I know who's behind this. Lucas Leva. <laughs> probably is Lucas <laughs> Leva. Now you're taking away. Fuck Twitter. We. <laughs> I'm telling you, Lazio season's done. It doesn't even matter that there's still more than half a season to go. It is. In, in, three in, point, you're only three points out of the top four, man. Don't yeah, look nine, at the position. Say. Just look nine. at the points. Nine. I thought you were nine. three, oh, three points nine. away from Roma. Sorry. Three points away from oh, Roma. Oh, nine points back. We're done, man. The season's done. There's no oh, hope, man. man. There's Sorry. no hope for this team. It's not even and it, it, it's it's sad because I gotta keep on hearing the rest of the season that's Sorry's fault. It's Sorry's fault. Well, mm. it's not his fault, man. The team's not good. That's it. Fault. Like they need to be active nah. the next two transfer markets and hope for the best, or else. This, this is scary, man. I think Lazio is really going to become a mid-table team for a few seasons to come, maybe, if they don't do enough in the market. Mm. Like, And I said this to Joe many times this season. Tank the season, go all in on the Europa League. I'm telling you, that's the only way that they can manage anything or salvage. I know people think it's suicide, but I don't think they, they have the quality to, to, to compete in the Serie A. I just think that there are what, too what many about teams. The, fo- focus on Coppa Italia. Try to get a trophy. That's probably a that's probably a more attainable trophy. Than, I, uh, I'm a Europa League, League guy. I think if you win next Thursday, you get into the round of 16. You 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 set yourself up for. Uh, this the team looks way different in the Europa League. I think there, I think there's a mental thing to it that they're just so really focused on trying to win the, a trophy there, whereas with the with the league, it's just. Something wrong. I know they don't have the depth to play every three days as well. Like, what, wait until they play against the Swallow after their game against Galatasaray. They're gonna shit the bed again because they don't have that that energy enough to like go to Sunday play. Uh, I just think that Europa League is 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 the way to go for me. But I, I what do I know really? So, I right, well, we 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 got we got to wrap it up, my friends, because I know I need to go because I'm starving. Anthony and uh, and Mario need to go. Uh, so huge shout out! Make sure you follow everybody on Twitter, uh, and and I've and check out check out all of our all of our content on the Couch Connection Network, and check out the Fortsonopoly Pod as well, and Interworldwide. So support everybody's work on here. We will talk to everybody again next time on another episode of the Couch Connection Podcast. Ciao.